If you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. This is a quote by Maya Angelou. Hello and good day, I'm Renee Perry, and welcome to Business Success Starts with Loving Your Work Podcast. What drives and creates steady customers and clients to you and your business is how you stand out and differentiate from all of the other businesses that are similar to yours. Today, we're going to talk about the second essential element to being successful in business, and that is differentiation. What is the definition of differentiation? Differentiation is a derivative of the word difference, which means being unlike or distinct in nature, form, or quality. To be distinct means that you are setting yourself apart. For example, which is your favorite restaurant that you love to eat at? Why? What sets it apart from others? My husband and I love hibachi and have eaten at many different Japanese restaurants, but one in particular stands out for us, and that is the one we patronize most. And it stands out to me because it's very clean. Obviously, the food is consistently really good, and the staff is professional and on top of everything. How does your business stand out from other businesses in the same category as your own? The more you are clear, and then implement how you are different, the more steady customers you will receive. I just don't agree that businesses have competitors per se. There is room for your business and for every business as long as you are able to differentiate and attract your perfect customers. Your uniqueness or differentiation and how it shows up in your business can include many ways, such as how you treat your customers, who you choose to hire, how your processes are set up, who you serve, doing something or specializing in something that no one or very few people are doing, or possibly all of these. Standing out is about being who you really are and not just melting into the background and handling transactions. It's about not being afraid of standing out and instead embracing yourself and your business for who you really are. Who or what business stands out to you and why do they stand out? I have worked with many vendors these last four decades, many, many, many vendors. There is one business that stands out the most to me. It was Ace Hardware in Lockport. The fellow who was the manager in charge, and we we're talking probably about 20 years ago now, he always remembered who I was. He handled our business needs efficiently and professionally and went out of his way to make sure I was happy with all of our transactions, little or big. I particularly loved and marveled how he was valued and respected by his employees. And they were all business, but their smiles and joking around showed how they enjoyed working together. The employees with their professionalism, teamwork, and cheerful attitudes kept me going there even after we moved to another town. Find that special uniqueness within yourself. Whatever business you are in, whether it's in marketing, retail, repairing, consulting, you are different than everyone else. How? You attract your perfect customer when you differentiate or show your uniqueness. Often we start our business and want to work for everyone, thinking that everyone is our customer. Trust me, I get it, but they are not. This can lead to having some customers who do not appreciate what you do or understand our benefit or value, which can slowly beat down our confidence and energy. A business's ideal is to find customers who see their value and are willing and grateful to pay for it. 
Making money and profiting is essential to being sustainable in business. We need to be sustainable and profitable to be successful. Listen, differentiation doesn't have to be complicated. My husband and I have spent a lot of time looking at other repair shops and knew when we started how we wanted to be different from the ones we observed. We wanted to keep our shop clean. Even though we work in a lot of oils and grease, we never wanted to look filthy and like we didn't care. We wanted bright lights overhead. Every shop we went into was dark and dingy. How in the world did they see what they were working on? Even though we started out very small, we wanted to always present ourselves with being clean, organized, and professional. And last, most shops we knew would say they would warranty their work, but never really did. We actually warrantied our services and the parts we sold, even when the manufacturers didn't. When starting the truck repair business, it just didn't stand out enough, however, from the other repair businesses. How we separated ourselves from others was good. It was a good beginning. I was able to pay the bills, but it just wasn't good enough. As a matter of fact, we considered anyone and everyone to be our customer. You want us to work on a car even though we employed diesel mechanics? We did. We had to start somewhere. Even though this wasn't optimal, it did help us to eventually pick our lane, so to speak. It was all part of the process. This business went from working on anything that came our way to eventually leaning more towards small businesses with a small fleet. 20 years later, I noticed that most of our money was being made in the commercial marine repair industry, even though it was only about 15% of our customer base at that time. This observation led my husband and I to eventually sell our truck repair business and turn to only commercial mobile marine repair. The more we differentiated and specialized, the more money we made. It's not worth being in business when we can barely hang on and our clients or customers don't really see our value. Who wants a customer who complains about their every bill or service or product? I don't. A research study was done in 2019 and posted in Atlantis Press, and it is a long and complicated title, so bear with me. It is called Advances in Economics, Business, and Management Research, Volume 69, on Having a Differentiation Strategy and Market Competition as Determinants of Earnings Management. In other words, how a differentiation strategy helps you make more money. This study found, and I quote, that businesses that use a differentiation strategy are more sustainable due to their high profit margin and competitive advantage built by companies which cannot be easily duplicated by their rivals. These advantages make businesses survive in the market even in higher market competition. Differentiation strategy is the key to survive in the market due to high probability to have sustainability of performance in the long-term run. End of quote. In other words, these studies prove that you make more money when you differentiate in your business, which means your business will last longer and you will be able to help more people. Before I sold my truck repair business, I decided to hire a consultant to come in to tell me why our business struggled with making enough money. I was tired. I was tired of always stressing about money along with worrying about how will I ever retire one day. Each year was passing by without any difference in my situation. I was making all of the bills but that just wasn't good enough. I didn't have any extra money and it was a challenge to pay our vendors at 30 days and our employees every week. And it killed me to have this struggle. I was reliant on our customers to not just pay us, but to pay us on time, which didn't always happen. 
As a matter of fact, it seldom happened. And to add insult to injury, our company lost roughly 15000 a year on customers who chose not to pay their bill with us at all. I'm going to digress for just a minute and then get back to hiring consultants. There was a customer of ours by the name of Ed. He was a much older gentleman who once was late paying me, and I had to call him for payment because obviously when I don't get paid, then I'm stressing out about not being able to make my bills. Ed was funny because he felt bad. He had been in business a long time and his reputation mattered to him. That is how he stayed in business for decades. And he wanted to prove to me he had plenty of money, so he actually sent with his check a copy of his bank statement showing he had a nice chunk of change in his business checking account. I was envious and motivated. That is what I wanted for our business because I don't like feeling like I am hurting other people by not paying them on time and I also hate the feeling that my business is hanging on by a thread and with one false move it will fall apart. It's nerve-wracking. So everyone in the repair industry around us was hiring this specific consulting firm. And I started to believe that maybe they knew something I didn't know. My husband did not want to hire them. He felt they wouldn't know anything new that we didn't already know. Their agreement with me was that if I wasn't satisfied with them in our first four hours, then I can let them go. This would cost me a whopping $5,000 just for the first four hours. They were charging us around $25,000, which is about $45,000 today, for the two weeks of analysis. Seriously, this was money I didn't have. I was going to take the money out of a line of credit, but I was more than glad to pay it. I was willing to pay if they gave me some magical information that would get me to where I wanted to go financially with my business. I hate to admit this, and if you know my husband, don't tell him I said this, but he was right. They didn't do anything we hadn't already done. They had all of these numbers, statistics, formulas, and calculations on a board for us that meant literally nothing, at least nothing new. I fired them, and they were not happy about it, Upon leaving, however, one of the consultants told me that we were already getting close to maximum amount of money that we were going to make in a business like ours in the transportation industry, something my accountant had also told me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, no, we're not. I am not doomed to this outcome. My husband and I made the decision to differentiate and specialize further by narrowing our business to just commercial marine repair. And we also decided that instead of hiring someone to handle the phones, like we had before, my husband now personally answers the phone calls every day, which is roughly, no kidding, 50 to 70 calls a day. This may seem crazy to have him do this, but he is passionate about what he does. He knows what he's talking about, and he loves talking to people. By handling the phone, he has built a long-lasting and solid relationship with all of our customers, vendors, and even competitors and I'm saying competitors with air quotes, because we work closely with our competitors. We send each other customers. We will recommend a customer to another company if maybe we are booked up and we have a customer who needs help immediately, or maybe the boat is much closer in proximity to our competitor, saving our customer a lot of money and travel expenses. Obviously, these are competitors that we trust to do a great job for our customers. We also swap tools, manuals, and technical information with our competitors. None of us business owners are successful by ourselves. It takes a large community, a huge network. Being in business is about helping others. That's why most of us do it, helping anyone who needs it. 
When we implemented the decision to differentiate and specialize further, this became a game changer. Now I'm going to throw a loop at you and talk about differentiation in a different way. Our businesses can differentiate in many ways. We've talked about differentiating with our passions, core values, interests, natural abilities, skills, strengths, vision, and goals. All of these elements that make us different and unique. With that being said, how often have you thought about your weaknesses as strengths or a way to differentiate? What do you believe is your biggest weakness? Your weaknesses can become unexpected assets. They can show you what major hurdle needs to be overcome to be the best you and the best business owner that you can be. They can uncover another way that you are unique or different. What are weaknesses? They can be undeveloped sides of yourself, parts of your human nature that hasn't yet emerged but wants to. Reluctance, feelings of incompetence, and repeated failure. These may be considered forms of weaknesses. One person may have a reluctance to talking to customers, for example. A different person may feel incompetent to complete their job to a customer's satisfaction. And someone else may fail again and again to assert her own will, letting outside influences control her. These are sample weaknesses, aspects of others that have not been fully developed, which can turn into a strength, spotlighting another side to how we are unique and different. Let me share with you some examples of turning a weakness into a strength. Talking too much. Some people may call this a weakness when in fact you can use this to your advantage by becoming a compelling spokesperson. Oprah Winfrey, for example, has talked about how she got into trouble in school for talking too much. That weakness perceived by others is actually a strength, which then has differentiated her from so many other people in her career. Afraid of confrontation. This can teach you to learn how to speak up in a constructive and direct way. Learning to speak up is essential to being a successful communicator in business. And then there is anger. Anger can show what you are passionate about. It can be turned around to be used constructively and not destructively, trying to help others that you may see as experiencing injustice in some way. A weakness can be miraculously converted into a strength, and shortcomings can become huge assets, which in turn can set us apart in business. I will admit that one of my biggest weaknesses has been communication. I have been known to be a notorious people pleaser and someone who hates confrontation, at least the old me. I knew what I wanted to say to people when put in a position of discourse, but always worried about saying something wrong or hurting someone's feelings. If someone said something to me that I felt was unfair or unjust, I either said nothing or I just cried later and never stuck up for myself because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I have always hated how emotional I can be, especially in business, and have spent a lifetime trying not to let people know this about me. And now you all know this. Working on my communication began young when I was involved in plays in the debate team. Then through time, I began writing. When my kids were much older, I joined a local Toastmaster group and started to learn better how to speak up and not take everything people said personally. I then started to get involved with public speaking. Eventually, I wrote a book and put it into the world, terrified to allow people to hear what I have to say, but I did it anyway. 
I have since written another book. I became a business coach facilitating workshops and am now doing a podcast. I have worked really hard to learn to respond and communicate to people and not react emotionally first. This has been literally a 55-year process, but I have turned a weakness into a strength. I can't imagine being in business without this strength because communication is so vitally important. Let me give you some examples of others turning their weaknesses into a strength. Helen Keller, who at the age of two lost her sight and hearing from an illness. This didn't stop her from graduating college cum laude from Radcliffe, becoming the first deaf-blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. She was a vocal advocate for people with disabilities, co-founding the American Foundation for Overseas Blind to support World War I veterans blinded in combat. And she also helped found the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU. Our country is blessed and better for the fact that she didn't cower to her perceived weakness and instead turned it into a strength and helped many people. And then there is James Earl Jones, who developed a severe stutter in childhood, which left him terribly self-conscious and shy around other children. He generally didn't speak until a teacher one day helped him out of his silence during his high school years. He has said of this teacher, and I quote, I had a great English teacher who believed in language, and he looked at a poem I wrote and said, it's too good for you to have written, so to prove you wrote it, please stand up in front of the class and recite it from memory. And I did it without stuttering. So he used that as a program to get me to talk. End of quote. James Earl Jones is now known for his deep, resonant voice and has been cast in many voiceover roles in television, advertising, and in films, both as a narrator and for animated characters. He is known for being the voice of Darth Vader in Star Wars and also the voice of Mufasa in The Lion King. He won Tony Awards and is also a two-time Emmy Award winner. Talking became James Earl Jones's best asset. It's what made him unique and stand out from everyone else. And last, Richard Branson, who has dyslexia. He built his marketing campaign, which was considered genius, genius at the time, to read very simply because of his dyslexia. He has said that one of the strengths of people with dyslexia is that they often have a vivid imagination, noting that Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, and Steve Jobs all had dyslexia. He has stated, and I quote, My dyslexia has shaped virgin, right from the very beginning, and imagination has been the key to many of our successes. It helped me think big, but keep my messages simple. The business world often gets caught up in facts and figures, and while the details and data are important, the ability to dream, conceptualize, and innovate is what sets the successful and the unsuccessful apart. End of quote. Your uniqueness and how you differentiate is comprised of many facets of who you are. By honoring your uniqueness and not being afraid of standing out, you will naturally differentiate from everyone else who has a similar business as yours. By differentiating, you will attract your perfect customer. Here are a couple of exercises that will help you discern what makes you unique besides what we've already worked on in previous podcasts. Number one, Take some time to research other businesses that are similar to your own. How do they stand out to you? What makes you different from them? Write down how you see yourself and your business as being different. 
How do you want to set yourself apart? And number two, life situations give us special opportunities to see a perceived weakness in an entirely different light. What is your biggest perceived weakness as you see it? How can you begin to turn this weakness into your strength? Write down how you have evolved with this weakness and how you can continue to evolve. Observe your answers for both of these questions. How can you use this information to help your business differentiate from the businesses you have researched that are similar to your own? Take some time to become aware of how you are different or unique in business to set yourself apart from other businesses and to experience your business success. I would love to hear from you if you have any questions about these podcasts or if you have any feedback or have a topic you would like me to cover on a future podcast. You can reach me by sending me an email at reneeperrycoaching at yahoo.com or through my website contact page at reneeperrybusiness.com. A workshop is now set up If you would like to find out more information or register, visit my website or Facebook page. Successful businesses are built on differentiation or standing apart from other similar businesses by offering customers something they value that other businesses don't offer. The most profitable, sustainable, and productive way to do this is by acknowledging and then applying how you are unique and how you want to share that uniqueness with other customers. There is nothing more simple, and I'm not saying easy, but simple, than following who you are to your business success. But most businesses in seeking to differentiate themselves tend to focus their energy only on their products or services. In fact, a business has the opportunity to differentiate itself at every point where it comes in contact with its customers. How can your business best serve your customers, which in turn will also serve you? There are times in life when we get the extraordinary chance to experience our perceived weaknesses in a whole new way. Through self-awareness and the willingness to grow and learn, we can transform what we believe to be a weakness into a strength and thus reveal another way that we are unique in how our business can differentiate in the marketplace. There is no magic pill in being successful. I learned this the hard and expensive way. I know there are a lot of businesses who make a lot of money selling magic pills. I see them every day, but life doesn't work that way. At least I haven't found any magic pills yet in my 40 years of experience. The magic in your business is about connecting with loving your work, differentiation in the marketplace, and having a strategic plan to get where you want to go. You are the magic. Thank you for joining me today, and don't be afraid to reveal and celebrate what makes you unique and different.